0: Everybody, Wendy Sellers here, the HR lady with JC.
1: It's my pleasure to be back, Wendy. Thanks for having me here. This program's amazing; one of the best HR podcasts out there. Thanks for tuning thank, in.
0: Thank you. Yeah, it's because of you. That's why. I know. I mean, thank you. <laughs> hey, folks. Uh, this is episode five. We are talking about five hot HR topics in um, in the world right now. But hopefully, this will be help you to get ready for twenty twenty three. Uh, This one is for you, HR people that are listening or who are acting as HR. I really want you to make sure that you are 100% aware of the mental health and wellness for HR professionals. Uh, We've talked about, you know, psychological safety of employees. And, of course, we've been talking about, um, through the entire COVID pandemic, um, the health and wellness of our employees who are burnt out. But I have to tell you. I know so many HR people who are no longer HR people because they were so burnt out since the beginning of the pandemic and that their own personal health has greatly declined as long as, as well as their, you know, their mental health has just, you know, exploded and in a negative manner because of the burnout and the labor shortage. And we're, we're often
1: all the rules
0: of everybody, right?
1: All the, all the rules, all the changing rules, all the COVID rules, the state rules, the federal rules, everything that HR has had to do continually over and over. Fire everybody. Let go of everybody. Hire everybody back. Do a rehire. Don't do a rehire. Do a new hire. Do something. Get a requisition out there. We didn't meet our numbers. Oh, my gosh. You're on the chopping block now. And, and you put yourself on the chopping block without realizing it's, there's a lot. It's no wonder people are burning out. And you've probably been burning that candle at both ends for three-plus years now. Three-plus years
0: it really is and you know it's like um you know think about you know the, the mom or dad at home the mom or dad hopefully together take care of each other they take care of all the kids um a lot of times that is often put in into whoever is the primary caregiver and that's kind of like what hr is hr ends up being the mom or dad of of the um of the employee base and everybody's running to you with their um, with their issues and their problems, so you're a you're a nurse, you're a coach, you're a counselor, you're a mentor, you're even a referee half the time. Yeah. Um, and so it has been a lot. We have a short a labor shortage that ain't going away anytime soon. We've already talked about that. We have baby boomers who are retiring or are mostly retired. Um, so now we have an entire not only a labor shortage but a skills gap. And then we have all these new generations and and uh, communication styles and a whole bunch of other things, hey, including uh,
1: uh, Wendy, dealing Wendy.
0: with COVID in the workplace.
1: HR people probably didn't even go into the business of wanting to be in HR in the first place, right? I mean, who grows up at the age of seven and says, I'll go, I'm, I'm going to grow up to be in HR. You're not doing that. <laughs> you're not doing that. You inherited that. And now you're dealing with that as well. It's a lot. It's a lot.
0: It really is. It's funny that you mentioned about uh, ending up in HR. I think generally for many of us that are in HR, that has happened, but the younger generations are actually choosing HR as a career. I always go, give me a call. Let me just talk you off that ledge first.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're you're funny.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I I really do. I have coached quite a few young individuals who I've never met that people just say, hey, can you talk to my son or daughter um, or whoever it is because they want to go in HR? I said, I'll I'll give them the the good, the bad and the ugly, and then they can make the decision. Yeah. know, just be be aware of what you're walking into. But I ended up in HR just kind of on a whim. And there, you know, it is it is mentally, um, never mind physically, but it is mentally exhausting. And we need to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves and, and putting into place a stopgap. So if anybody who is listening today um is not in the HRC but oversees HR, please, please, please check on your HR professionals, make sure that they're taking the time off that all your other employees are taking off make sure that they have support including um, outside support maybe from vendors and um, consultants that can help them get things done while they're overwhelmed with the emotional needs of the the staff um you know on your team
1: hr people you have to take care of yourself self-care is so critically important it entails taking the time to do things that will help you live a better life and improve both your physical and mental health. And self-care can help you manage stress, reduce your risk of illness, and increase your energy when it comes to your mental health. In a world where individuals are expected to work long hours and not take vacations, you, you have to be productive. You want to stay productive. And it makes it really, really hard to take care of yourself. So self-care is going to help you minimize daily stress and return to a healthy, productive state considering mental health care lost earnings and other costs taking time for yourself is going to benefit everyone at the end of the day let's think about this wendy you got burnout sadness anxiety resentment other negative outcomes that result from overworking and self-care it less it, it can lessen anxiety it can reduce depression it can relieve the stress maybe your poor attention becomes attention focused your frustrations disappear and go away you're no longer full of rage, but now you're happy. You pet dogs and you buy snacks for your coworkers. <laughs> you know, you do good, happy things. It's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to reduce the stress on your heart too. It reduces heart disease, reduces stroke risks and cancer risks, and it helps you connect with very good things in the world. So look, when you, when you decide how to construct a self-care strategy at work, consider, if, if I may, I like to put this out there, The National Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration's Eight Pillars of Wellness. That's emotional, environmental, financial, intellectual, occupational, physical, social, and spiritual. These eight dimensions, if kept in healthy balance, will predict higher levels of wellness throughout yourself, your friends, your circles, and your entire organization.
0: It's very, very important for everybody to be keeping an eye on each other. But HR folks, seriously, schedule that vacation. Don't check your email when you're on that vacation. Don't cancel the vacation. Even if the vacation is just locking yourself in a room to take a nap all day, do not check that email. And you need to you know, make sure that whoever you report to understands that you are burnt out and that you need to take care of yourself in order to take care of somebody else. And I do want to say that a lot of times, um, you know, upper uh, management and leadership, they actually do want you to take the time off, but it's us um, HR that usually feels guilty for leaving our team or leaving the employees. But you know what? We have enough adults in the workplace that somebody else can keep an eye on the other employees for for a few hours or a day or a week while you go and renew, you know, your yourself and get some sleep and make sure that you are psychologically safe in the
1: workplace. I like how you said that is definitely something HR con- should consider. And, and for anyone listening that is um, maybe in the C-suite or in operations uh don't do those things. Keep working, watch those emails, <laughs> focus it's operations. You gotta do it, right, Wendy? Or no? Or no?
0: This is for everybody. Oh, okay. You I know, thought it was goes just back HR. To the- now, this definitely goes back to the psychological safety that we talked about in a previous episode. But, you know, specifically since most of the listeners are HR folks or are handling HR responsibilities, just don't forget about yourself and look out for other people on your, on your HR team and make sure that, you know, You say, you know, in order to help you, I've got to help myself first. With that said, thanks, everybody, for coming in and listening. I hope these five tips for 2023 um, are helpful to you. You know how to reach me, Wendy Sellers, at thehrlady.com, or you can find me on LinkedIn.
1: If I may, Wendy, I haven't done this yet on one of our programs, but if you'd like to hear more of me, feel free to stop by jimconners.net, Check out Interesting Things with JC, a short podcast I'll give you daily. With that being said, it'll be my pleasure to be back here with Wendy Sellers on the next podcast. Back to you, Wendy.
0: Take care, everybody. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR
1: Empowerment Podcast.